0: We're all, we're up and running, everybody. Hi. 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 This is Margaret chose Josh Wolf, You're Scott, Scott, Silv- and Scott are Scott Silver. Hi there. How are you? Scott Silverman. All?
1: Scott Silverman. And we and Silverman
0: are, as well. um, we're here at Margaret's house
1: in Umbria. It looks like it looks like um, looking out the window looks. Italy. I feel like I'm in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Italy for it's, me. Yeah. I love Italy.
0: <laughs> it's like Armenian Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you, off the bat. Where I first met you. And, okay. Okay. So this I may or may not, pre meeting you, have been a little infatuated with you. And then so we're at Largo and we went and Mitch Hedberg was playing that night. Oh yes. And um I knew Mitch pretty well from yeah. Seattle. And um and I was like, Hey man, there was a, I had heard that you were gonna be at the show and I was like hey, man, what do you think about me coming along with you so I can meet Margaret Chow? And he was like, don't embarrass me. And I was like, no, no, I won't embarrass you. I go, I, I go, I promise I won't embarrass you. I just, you know, I just want a little face-to-face. And he was like, yeah. He was like, that's fine. He was like, just don't do anything stupid. And I was like, I, won't, I promise I won't do anything stupid. And um, I did do something kind of stupid. But you were very nice about it. Now, looking back, I know it was stupid. Uh-huh. I was like, he introduced us, and I was like, I am such a huge fan. And you were like, thank you. And I was like, okay. And then I I just did a couple of these because I had all these things I was going to plan to say to you. Uh And I just went fucking blank. And you were like, all right. And you walked away and I was like, well, okay, Uh,
1: that that went well. Oh, (laughs) that's so sweet. (laughs) It was the worst.
0: That's so sweet. Yeah, I told told my wife, I'm like, I'm going to tell her that story when I get there. And she was like, maybe you should keep that one to yourself. And I was like, no. Uh, Was it the old Largo? Yes. Oh. Yes. You know what? I mean. I loved him. Yes. And I'll tell you something else. I was thinking as I was scrolling through Twitter. Mitch Hedberg would have ruled Twitter.
1: Oh, God. So 140 Don't characters or less? Mitch- yeah.
0: I mean, that was his wheelhouse. Yeah. He would have come up with joke after joke after joke. He would yeah. have been the Twitter king.
1: I was so in love with him for so many years, and um, I just loved him. And I I gotten with this other comic, Mike Landry, and we went to this comic party. It was all comics. And and uh, he found out that we were all like smoking pot in a circle, and he found out that I was with Mike. And, and he goes... What? As uh, uh, Why are you with that? Oh, because I had always, I had always saved you for myself in my mind. Oh man! And I fucking freaked out. Oh. Like I was like, you know, like I remember like loving him so much and then um he was so cool he so he was with his girlfriend at the time what and was i was the, gr- the la girlfriend that he came to la with
0: yeah that he lived in that little yeah. apartment with yeah. yeah yeah yeah.
1: and um we were at the coach and horses with doug stanhope oh no we no, they were upstairs they were gonna come to coach and horses and i was with doug stanhope we're just drinking i was like when, when's mitch gonna get here when's mitch gonna here and they didn't come because i was there no because mitch didn't want her to see me or really something. yeah yeah
0: First of all, I loved drinking at the Coach and Horses.
1: I loved the Coach, remember?
0: Yes,
2: totally. The- and I worked with your friend Mitch at the Sacramento Punchline.
0: Oh, where I just was.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's he, what made me think of it.
0: You know, he um I I remember when starting and you know, when I started in Seattle and he was up there. This was before he took that van trip around the country. Yeah. Just doing open mics and one nighters with no money, and he would like wash dishes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, he would be like, "Yeah, get some food. If I just yeah. take out the trash." Him and Chard Hogan. Do you remember Chard Hogan?
1: I don't remember Chard.
0: So he took t- he me. took that around the van, but he said something to me. I remember we we were in Seattle, and um, he I I said, you know, some nights, Mitch, you tear this place down, and some nights it's a fucking morgue, and he goes, "Oh, that." Yeah, he said, he said, I'm like a 20 percenter. I said, what do you mean? He goes, if I get up in front of a crowd where nobody knows me, 20 percent of the people are going to like me and 80 percent are going to hate me. He said, but (sighs) then I just have to get big enough where that 20 percent is just always wants to see me. Like, he knew going in.
2: He's right, because he used to, like, sometimes at the... I remember that week, they would just hate him, and I was so yes, scared. Yes, yes. I was like, no, he's funny. I just... Oh, my God, please don't hurt him.
0: But some people, when you got in his rhythm, like, when... It was fun to see him get a crowd in his rhythm, mm-hmm. because it just built... And built, so and good. Built. He was so good.
1: I remember your that night at Largo, and you guys were in the back hall, kind of for the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So like when when you uh, uh a little bit, uh, I I walk back through there, and then um, Mitch put his hand in my shirt like this, like he just put his hand like this. Yeah. In the dark, and I remember you were standing. I was. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of boys
2: wanted to put their hands there. There was a <laughs> lot of boys that were like showing up like you that were like, hi, um, oh, uh, and you know, she's like, oh, boys don't like me. And there was like a wake of crying dudes. Oh. And I'm like, I see this. I'm not that
1: but uh, I just remember that, that he was there and he put his hand in my shirt and then his like stupid purse and then all the like mini cassettes clacking together. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, okay. He, what year did he pass? Um, it was about 10 years ago. Right?
0: So that was before social media and all that oh, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. took off. Mm-hmm. I just like, his clips, and he would be so massive as a comedian right now.
1: He's still massive. I yeah. know he is. I just talked to Lynn. Um, she's, uh, I, I, I I. told her about sort of my history of Mitch, and so... It felt really good because I just love her, mm-hmm. and I I felt so bad about it because he and I had like this like m- multiple 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 year for flirtation, mm-hmm. and I just never. I, I, but I was like, oh god, he married one of us. He married one of the girls. Like he was like me and Janine and like Karen Kukareff, and you know, like we were like the top shelf, yeah, pussy. Like you just. Oh, you you were top,
0: not well pussy, but you were top shot. We were top. Yeah, right?
1: we were not well pussy. <laughs> you know, like you
0: just. <laughs> There's no specials being run on those pussies. No, no, no. no. Always yeah, paying full did. price for that pussy. <laughs> so I just
1: was so, like, we're like a Mount Rushmore of, like, alternative comedy pussy. And, like.
0: <laughs> Who's on that Rushmore? Just so I, who uh,
1: Karen. <laughs> <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of Can't all pussy. Of me. Jadine Garofalo and uh, Sarah Silverman. Yeah,
0: I can't argue with any of that, any of the Rushmore there.
1: You know, yep. like, maybe, like, also, you could build in, like, yeah, Kathy Griffin somewhere, like, you know, that sort of era, yep. you know, that, that whole thing. <laughs>
0: Hilarious. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and you guys flirted for years, you and Mitch? Mm-hmm.
1: For years. For, like, how many years?
2: A long time. Very 90s. And the re- when I did that week with him, I knew... Yeah, he was kind of into and he was so cute. He really
1: was. He was so cute. Lynn told me that he liked me.
2: Uh, oh, <laughs> so the secret was out. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's all I, I think that my your uh, boyfriend likes my girlfriend. Uh, bye. <laughs> I uh, did.
1: You guys start doing stand up together, you two? I yeah, before. I started. Um, I started comedy <laughs> in like I guess eighty four or something, and I'd been doing it like intermittently, and then. Um, we met at 90, 91, 91 at the Josie's juice Joint in San Francisco. So Scott was a really, really funny comic. You should tell them who you are.
2: I'm Scott Silverman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am, uh, I've been out on, out on stage for 25 years. Oh my God. It's going to be 25 years. Do you
0: guys tour together?
2: We used to yeah. back in the early days when, I mean, I was still a baby and she, you know, she helped make me who I am. She put me in front of a lot of people that I wouldn't have gotten in front of and they were surprised and I lucked out that people really responded to my being who I was very positively cuz being gay and out in 1991 was not only a bad idea for your career it was kind of dangerous yeah like we left places in a hurry on a That's- number of
0: occasions
2: okay. we yeah, just, yeah. Well, because we're being chased.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. like very scary. It In the n- early 90s? Yeah,
2: and we didn't have a cell phone to like call no, for help. No, you had a
0: pager. Yeah, we had, we, <laughs> I didn't have a pager. Did you have a pager? What would we have done? I had a calling card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's right. 91 was maybe not even a pager. No. 91 no. was right around when I was going, email? What is that? Right? Yeah. That's right around... Email a couple
2: of years before that, like email is kind of what ninety three or ninety four, like when people started using it. So were you got
1: late? I was sort of late to the, I was late to the game, but I did that Apple commercial. I did a commercial for Apple. They they and they couldn't afford to pay me, Uh so they gave me the leather or plastic jumpsuit that I wore for the um um commercial, which I wore for my first HBO special, and then they gave me um a sealed. Remember the sealed. Bo- computer downstairs with a camera that was never opened oh, yes. with a note with a note from Steve Jobs et- which I never opened <laughs> and I just kept it in the bag for like um I was there for eight no wait wait eight more years or something and then I just when I moved I threw it away
0: wait wait you did a commercial and got paid in a plastic suit in a computer
1: like an old
2: Apple computer, like one of the first expensive ones when, yeah, you were one of the first computer users that I knew on the internet. Remember your email was assy or something yes. like that?
1: And, and I got Apple. in trouble.
0: You got in trouble by who? AOL? Uh, uh,
1: um, I think it was AOL. And I told them that I was French Vietnamese and that it was a family <laughs> name and how dare you? And, and then, it's so actually I, pronounced ASE. ASE. so they let me keep my name. But I th- I threw the whole I had it was like a very, very early generation laptop sealed in the plastic, a very, very weird camera that went with it. They weren't it was sort of a test item and then a note from Steve Jobs and I threw it all away. Also uh, You threw and, the
0: note from Steve Jobs away? Yeah, I threw
1: the whole thing away. I didn't even look at the note. I don't even know what it said. It just I just threw through the whole thing away. I and then I also threw it away. What if you said this
0: computer is one of a kind? Never <laughs> throw it away.
1: Threw it You're away. Like, Fuck, in the plastic the- though.
2: Some of the stuff that, like, you know, if I, if I was there more, I was on the road all the time, but if I was there more, I would have saved some of it, the egg chair, some of these classic items that uh, went away.
1: The Beatles sheets that I threw away. What? You know the Beatles sheets? Remember? I had a yeah. be- I had four sp- signed Beatles sheets. What do you mean? Okay, when the Beatles came in 1964, yeah, they um, had, like, a... Uh, Pieces of their sheets in the hotels they stayed in on yeah. the tour, and they sold them. They had four, four like uh, pictures of it. Yeah, I'm um, not pictures. They had the piece four of the sheet. Of
2: it. Yeah, four chunks of it. I can't believe you. threw Did it. you I, see them? No, we used to live together, so they were in our house. Oh, was, so what happened to them?
1: What happened to them? Well, I, I was like, I, I don't like this. I threw it away. Uh, what? I what am you?
0: Speechless. You just decided you didn't like the signed Beatles sheets. And you just threw. You didn't want to put them in your closet. Yeah,
1: I didn't even think about (laughs) the value. Uh, I I got it at some weird like store. I got it at some weird like antique store that was so cheap. I didn't care. Yeah, it was really. It
2: came in like I think it was when you were really in your antiquing phase. I tried to be gayer and go with her and like care. And did you? I drove. She had a nice car, and we drove her car. <laughs> and I'm all like, yeah, no, that's great. No, you should totally buy it. It's the Beatles. And it was like this really cute thing.
0: But wait, wait it was like the, the pieces of sheets like were in the – It
2: was like a shadow – oh, my God, this is okay. It was like a shadow box, and there was one small square uh, in four different indentations. Any
0: stains on the sheets?
2: No. It was, they were pure white and the oh. little note saying what they were, right? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the fifth, and it was slightly larger, and it was right by your bedroom door. Yeah, and well, it was
1: all signed by each beetle, yeah, and then... Yeah. Like, but you didn't want to put it in the garage? I, I was <laughs> like, I don't need this. I don't need this, and I just, like, threw it away. As the computer, and the camera, and I mean, the note from Steve Jobs. I didn't even look at anything. So
0: let's, let's think about it. If you look in the last... Let's start with 1960. So if you look in the last... 60 years if you made a list of the most influential people in the last 60 years the beatles and steve jobs would both be on there and you threw their shit away i know i'm so (laughs)
1: stupid but and i'm a hoarder that's the dumb thing i'm actually a hoarder are
2: you sure you throw it away it's not you know it's not tucked away somewhere it could be in this house somewhere yeah that's the thing there's a big there's a big space that it could be in
1: well i know the computer's gone because i just like put that in the garbage
0: God. It's kind of crazy. I know. Because if it was one of those originals and it was still in the plastic, I mean, how many of those are still in plastic?
1: Noth- none of them are still in plastic. That's like
0: worth millions. of I know. dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I didn't care because I just like, I was like, what's this shit in the bag? And then I just got, oh, I'll just throw that away. You know, because I, I was like, I have to move. Uh, I listen, don't want this. Listen, you know
0: that road gig? A month from now, you're gonna be like, I don't fucking want to do that. Yeah, oh, of course. If you had kept that Steve Jobs computer, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was like 20 of those road gigs where you'd be like, oh, I'd never have. To, I know. I don't have to go back to Des Moines. Yeah,
1: and the Beatles. I feel bad about the Beatles just because it's you know it's just like that's I love rock rock and roll and that but you know it could have been in a hard rock.
2: It could have been. Could have. I mean, but at the same time, what are you gonna do? It's gone.
1: Yeah, well, also Elliot Smith Studio. Like as soon as he died, I was like with the fan. Like I was really close with Jennifer Chiba. You know who Elliot Smith is?
0: Uh, wait, Jennifer Chiba. Mhm.
1: Elliot Smith is um, the
0: singer. Yeah, but Jenny, Jennifer Chiba.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can't be talking about the same person.
1: Well, she's a beautiful girl. She's um, she's an art therapist, and she does a lot with like suicide. In
0: Here in LA? L.A. Yeah. Asian woman. Yeah. I went to college with Jennifer. Oh Chiba. my God! What a small world! That can't be. Is that true? Yeah, I think I might have had sex with her. Uh,
1: I, I don't know. I I can't say. T- I can't say. I think we did like not not date, but date. Oh, she also got in car a car accident with my brother. That's a different story. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You know Jennifer Chiba? Yeah, really well. Where's now? Where is that Jennifer from? She uh, she is well. She's L.A. She has brown hair. She's a beautiful girl. I'm not. I can't
0: imagine. There's two Jennifer Chibas. There could be. How old is your Jennifer Chiba?
1: Um, I bet she was about 28.
0: Oh, right now she is.
1: No, she's the, she's she's a little bit like my age now.
0: I think we um, are talking about the same Jennifer (laughs) G about that's
1: bananas. She's such a beautiful, beautiful Beautiful. woman. So uh, the day after Elliot died, I went over to her house and I brought over like shakes because she couldn't eat because she was was crying so much. And I brought her like lip balm and stupid magazines. And then um, she had kava, which is a really weird drug. So we like we, what does it do to you it just i don't really know it's it's like you it's a fiji drug uh-huh. so we made big cups of kava and we drank it down and we sat where El- i sat in the chair elliot cut his throat What well, he started stabbing, stabbing himself and then um he got up and he locked himself in the bathroom so like i just sat in the chair and i just was like i felt like a spirit was coming over me like i was like I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. He was not dead more than 24 hours or something. Like, he was, like, just dead. And it was so, so upsetting. And I, I don't know what happened. I just left. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just so weird. So after that, I was in, in a relationship with a family. I collected all of um, the uh, grief, like... Grieved like fans writing letters, and I made a big book for it, and I gave it to the family. Mm-hmm. And the family offered me um, Elliot Smith recording studio for a really small amount of money. Yeah, but I was like, I don't, I don't make music. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I feel like You've been here for to, all of them. We, we I got need it. to like be have more way, of a force. Buy it. After buy it,
0: you it. told that story, there was a very disapproving shake of the head over on that <laughs> over on that side of the room.
1: But it's every <laughs> instrument that he ever played. It's a soundboard that was reportedly like from Abbey Robe. That was like a secret. Um, there was like every like just all of. All of his like beautiful instruments that he made all of his music with. That's and they cool. they loved me because I made the book. Yeah. And I you know, I, I helped the fans sort of get together. The book was almost bought by a company to um actually make into uh, I think a, a you know, big hardcover book. But I mean I, I, I wasn't I was like I don't record that much. How
2: no. ironic. She released her second album a
0: couple how many, of days ago. How long have you been doing stand up? You said ninety 90-
1: I've been 84. doing stand-up uh, since
0: 1984. And w- it, so this album, how is it different? How's like your comedy different? How long ago was the first album?
1: Oh god, I have no idea.
0: How's your co- is like? Are you because you're? I'm assuming a completely different person, right? So is your yeah. comedy completely different? Yeah, I, th- I don't know. What do you think? Um,
2: there's a thread of who you've always been, but with a topical flair. Like it's always from your point of view. So
0: can I yeah. ask you when you like the uh, I was glued to your Twitter. I have been a lot. recently. Oh, but the twi- thank like you. the 12 I love days you. of rage. And I love, thank right? you. so let me ask you something when you are more uh, vocal since you've become
1: more vocal mm-hmm. and just more of just a beacon for mm-hmm. people.
0: Has that changed your comedy?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I talk a lot about that in comedy and it makes people really upset. Yeah. And I don't care. But I also care about clubs. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is a comedy club. I want to support the club. I was talking about rape in uh, in New Jersey at the Stress Factory co- a couple of weeks ago. And the audience, they were talking the whole time. They were really, really mad. And I got fury. I was furious. So I... I, you know, I have no patience. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> it gets
2: really scary. I heard that voice and it's really like. Is it a I different hate, tone? Yeah, it's a different tone and it's kind of scary. And it's like, oh, you fucked up. And do you know who I am? It was really, yeah, it was bad. It
0: was bad. But, but it made, uh, but recently that got all made up for, right? You oh, yeah.
1: Totally. Well, the thing is, is that what was, was, I don't know, somebody put it on TMZ and then it was like this huge thing. And like, comic has a meltdown as I'm screaming at, I'm screaming at these people. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like really funny. Your
2: money back. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. out, yeah. finally.
1: And you know what? It was, what's ironic in the end? They never got their money back. <laughs>
2: they didn't? Uh, she speaks the truth, but it's that same, I've heard that tone before. And it's just, get out. It's, I'm tired.
1: Yeah. yeah. I did so. that with somebody last night. Uh. Uh, but so they get... so so uh actually not everybody left about uh 12 people left it it wasn't that big of a deal but it was like really bad you know it was violent and the cops came it was a mess and um, the the, like the club turned off turned on the lights they cut off the mic because this woman stood up and said you can't talk about rape on easter (laughs) and um it was really really crazy and so i just kept going i did like an hour and a half and I just would not get off the stage and people were really happy at the end. Yeah. But um, I felt bad because the club is like a very, very, um, it's a small community. It's a standalone club. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? The Stress Factory? I haven't been there. It's, it's owned by a comic, Vinnie Grant. He's great. Oh, nice. I love him. And, you know, to me, that's where comedy really comes from. So you have to respect the institution. It's like a dojo. Uh-huh. So I felt I had failed the institution and Vinny, so i were i i you know i i told them i reached out i said you know what i'm coming back um i'll do a makeup show on, on monday or whatever you want uh you can have you can invite those people back and um i'll you know i'll buy them dinner drinks whatever they want and you know, we can talk about the night mm-hmm. and stuff and i'll do i'll do a, a killer show and then so I did Comedians in Cars um, the week before I did, and I told Jerry, and he's like, this is, I I got to be there. I got to, I want to, I, I need to see, can I open for you? <laughs> no. He he asked me, to, I, I was floored. Did you and say I, you
0: got to call my agent? Uh, they might have booked somebody already. <laughs> I don't. I was so <laughs> honored because I love him. I yeah. love him.
1: I've known him for so, 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 so long. And, you know, he just, he he just is my guy and so um he's like can we film it i was like yeah yes 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 let's go together and so then we went together and he sort of moderated the conversation we had sort of a smaller section of the audience we talked about the show and um it was interesting And this woman was when
0: when you say he moderated. So if he would go into the crowd and take questions, and you would answer.
1: No, we both sat on the stage, and we just talked about it, and we just talked about what happened. And I can't reveal too much. It's 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 actually quite dramatic. But the end result was standing ovations for everyone. That's awesome. So it felt really, it felt really beautiful, and it just was really nice to spend time with Jerry. Yeah. But also, the club has never done better. But
0: you know what else that that does show is that, look, most uh, a lot, I can say a a lot of anger comes from ignorance. Right. Right. So you find that even people who consider themselves to be completely different, if you actually get them to sit down and talk, Mm -hmm. they're like, well, we're not quite as different as we thought Mm -hmm. we were. You can say that. and, And when you sit down with people more often than not you're going to find your way to similarities. Right. And that's the thing is that when you're communicating with somebody over social media or you watch a news story there's no communication. Mm-hmm. So you just especially now like right. people have lost the art of a discussion or a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now they just they throw f- fucking hate and they're in their instinct instead of listening or it's, I'm going to get up and leave because you can't talk about Ray bon Easter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, So there's no um, I
1: think look
0: I, I think most things can be solved basically through listening and
1: talk yeah. and i mean i like do, i like doing this thing because i don't bomb normally yeah like when i bomb i've only like you know i'm not like a normal comic who bombs and everybody groans or whatever i'm like i'm i'm gonna get killed like i will get shot <laughs> i'm not yeah i, I don't I, you know like i you bomb like stanhope would bomb uh, Doug would. Yeah, Doug would,
0: if I he love thought Doug. He was, oh, uh, we were doing. I, uh, where was it? Beaumont, Texas. In one show, he crushed, and he sold a whole bunch of merch, and he killed. And the next show, he was literally walking group after group, and right. I was like, "What's wow. the deal?" And he was like, I've i done ar- that." He was like, "I already made enough money from merch for this weekend. I don't need to sell any more merch. I just wanted to see how many people I could walk." I'm like, "That was your goal." That's he's
1: my he's my love. He, I love Doug. He's like. Uh, he's, a, he's the best and
0: genius to me he's genius genius right Ge- no it, it's beyond How many
1: hours of material
0: do you think he's got
1: and he just churns it but that's his nature yeah you know i had him he came over i was living in atlanta and he was like him and came like and andy andrus came for the weekend and yeah. you know i just like you know he wears all these like vintage clothes yeah. and you know we just sat around and you know, just I just stared at him. Which just I love his comedy. I love him. I love Andy too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's like he's he's like family.
0: Super. Even er, early, Doug Long Hair, Stanhope, everything. Uh, yeah, remember? I
2: remember that? Yeah. one. yeah. <laughs> I remember doing like Reno or yeah. Vegas with him, and he did a joke about putting deodorant on his feet, and I was like, oh my god, like. And it was just rat a tat, 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 joke, oh, joke, joke, uh, joke.
0: He did. Funny. I remember him doing a joke. I used to run a room at this place called The Union down on Sunset Boulevard. And he did a joke. This is the first time I remember thinking, did he just say that? But it killed me. He mm. said, um, So I like to uh, titty fuck my girlfriend. And she, she goes, Okay, you can do it, but how are you going to make it feel good for me? And he said, I'll tell you what. Right before I'm about to come, I'll stop punching you in the face. I remember that that joke. I remember that joke. I
2: remember that joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I, (laughs) I was like, "What just happened?" But it blew the. You know, he could get away. Face. Yeah,
2: like, little face. He, and really... he would make it like,
0: and it's what? fucking funny. And he's funny. That's the end of the. It's a
2: joke. Yes, thing, but people take jokes so literally now. And yes, it's like no, he's not really punching her in the face. Did you, you feel go, like funny
0: when you started? You could get away with more on stage, or less. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, I could, I could, I could.
0: Could you get away on stage? Because you were you were openly gay on stage. Mm-hmm. Was your material about being gay? And was that harder? Because right now, especially in L.A. and around here, it's not even a big its it, It's not a big
2: deal here. It was a bigger deal back then. But, I mean, I Taylor made it. So it's like, not only were you going to like gays, I would want to be the boy that you'd want your son to bring home. I mean, it was... Kind of manipulative. I was just being funny and adorable, like you know, slight with a slight edge. But I was really trying to do a campaign for, hey, you gotta like us because I'm one of them and I talk this way and I can't hide it. So, (laughs) fucking, you better. I need a Corvette and you guys gotta get me one. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. But yeah, you could. I could get away. Did it? Did it a lot more?
0: Did it? When you talked about being gay on stage in the early 90s did it make people uncomfortable yes
2: yes it w- and i always like that and so that.
0: how did you when you made someone uncomfortable like there's two types of comics to me the type of comic who makes somebody uncomfortable and is like oh, i better back up and the type of comic that sees it and goes oh i kind of fucking like that let's push it a little let's make them a little <laughs> said, more uncomfortable i would be the latter <laughs> yeah. I know i think i'm the latter too when you I see accelerate. it and you're like oh that's kind of fun to see them squirm yeah. a little and you go oh i'm gonna do that a little bit
2: yeah, no, I'm always doing that. And that got me like the Martinez thing when, you know, they I double down and I say something horrible and it's like, and I have no filter.
0: What's a Martinez thing?
2: Oh, I was in a place called Martinez, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, it's a city outside of San Francisco, but like way outside. Yeah. And they're a little hickey. I'm sorry. It was real cow town. And I got called a kike um, because I'm a Jew, um, and which is obvious. Yeah. And I was like, I was so I think nervous or not listening that I thought he said dyke. And I'm like, ah, and then I was like, Oh wow. I'm like, I'm glad that you're here dealing with your problem with anti semitism.
0: Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you rather be called a kike or a dyke? I like being called a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fucking compliment. Can I tell you when I was in, I was in Myrtle beach, right? And I'm, I'm a hundred percent yours too. And so I don't know I, if I'm a hundred percent. I'm one zero zero. <laughs> um, This guy comes up to me after the show. He goes, hey, normally I don't think you people are that funny. (laughs) So and I said, because for me, I actually you unless your last name is Wolf, there's nothing you can say that can bother me or offend me because I don't care that much. Do you know what I mean? So I've really like when I read things online or whatever, I don't know you. So there's no way you can offend me. So I I'm curious. I go, what do you mean you people? And he goes, you know, Kites. With a T. Uh, and, I I, and I said, so what did what'd you say? Kite? And he goes, yeah, you know, kite. And so I didn't correct him because there were two options. Either all of the bigots in Myrtle Beach think the word is kite, and that's already funny. That's hilarious. Or he's so dumb, even his bigoted friends make fun of him for saying kite, and that's funny too. Do you know what I mean? So uh-huh. <laughs> either way, I was like, yeah, I'll be a kite. By the way, flying a kite, Maybe the least Jewish thing. Anybody. I would
2: never do no. it. I wouldn't be outside. I've never you seen kidding? a
0: Jew flying a kite. I think somebody ever. tried to
2: get me to do one. I'm like, are you mad? No. Um, I fly first class, not a kite. <laughs> I, you know, I am always shocked by anti-Semitism, which is. You which are is, really? I'm, I know. Is that stupid? I, it's like, you you'd think you're I'd learn. You shocked that it still exists? Yes. Oh. I'm like, seriously, really? There's it's, so many better reasons to hate me. Every. I mean. The homophobia, I totally understand. It's like that guy's gonna try and rape me gay. You know, I mean I yeah. get it, like that's the way they think. But anti Semitism, I'm not gonna try and make you Jewish. And <laughs> they're so aggressively anti Semitic. But the
0: like, but like the if you talk to white supremacists, they blame us for everything. I know we're at the top of the hate
2: list. I know. What did we do? I haven't done everything. Anything. Didn't you hear me? Everything I know. I, we killed. We Jesus. control the media, mm. we oh, control yeah. the
0: banks. Yep. I mean I don't I wish I'd be you'd
1: think I I'd think be we should I mean I think they're just loud because they feel threatened you know and it's just if you're anti-gay you're fucking gay
0: you know what's funny <laughs> I asked my friend um okay I asked my friend this was like three days ago we were talking I go hey when did you know you were gay and he and he told me and he and then he asked me a question nobody had ever asked me before he goes when did you know you weren't gay and I was like what <laughs> I, I was so like sure. I, don't know. I was like i don't nobody's ever asked me that really nobody's ever asked you that when i knew i wasn't gay and i but i did i go i can track it back to one moment when i had an inclination i said i remember the first time I, you know when i'm a teenager and the first time that you jerk off and you get a little bit of your own cum on your face you're like no, i don't like that that's not for me i'm not gonna gay. do that you here. know what <laughs> Does not, I don't
1: care what anybody There are that. pros <laughs> and cons. <laughs> What's that? There are pros and cons. Yeah. It's, a, it's um, you know, it tightens up the skin. And it's, you know.
2: But I've got really oily skin. So I wanted that. Yeah, no, I'm not. Mm,
1: Does it tighten? Not is, I'm face. not sure it tightens up the. Just it's a little collagen, little protein. Oh, that's Just nice. Because
2: then you got to peel it off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> peel it off. I can't believe I went there, the two of us. I'm so uptight. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. A <laughs> semen mask. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, by the way, someone would if if that came out in L.A. and 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 there was one person, one celebrity who was like. My skin's never looked better. You, there would be, like, a million semen mask stores opening up.
3: <laughs> and
0: there, then they'd get, like, organic bull semen. They'd have it, like, from all... Oh, did you want the East Coast semen or the... <laughs> David Beckham,
2: <laughs> if David Beckham did it, yeah. he... Oh, my God. Every Beckham,
0: guy... Beckham's semen mask.
2: Ooh, oh, but it really tightens your pores. It yeah. pulls everything out like a Bayori pore perfect strip. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let me... <laughs>
0: Yeah, and listen, if you sold it, that if you got a little bit of, you'd be getting a little bit of Beckham DNA. Right, right. I mean, that's gonna, that's but gonna yanking it right back.
2: You're yeah, yanking it right back. You're gonna, gonna your add pores. the
0: DNA into your face. It's gonna make your face look a little more like Beckham. That would be good. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, I, listen, I, yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. Everybody could use a little more Beckham. That I, dude is a, a, a handsome, handsome motherfucker. I was
2: gonna say something really gross that I I was, I'd take it in the face from him.
0: You know what? I might, too. You
1: know, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I think the general consensus, everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. would take a load, uh, you know, because he he's so such a good family man. Bro. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Here's how far I'm going to go. I would love to wear glasses so I could just see it all happen. I don't want to have to close my eyes. If it's going to happen once, I, I want to see it. But gla- yeah. glasses yeah. are good because then it would shield. Your that's eyes. what I'm saying. So that means I can uh, keep, yeah. my, eyes I I can keep my, my eyes open. I can keep my okay. eyes open. Yeah, I get it. It's that's-, that's why I can keep my eyes open because the these glasses are gonna shield everything, and I can just see the the whole majestic. Oh my god, that's true. Yeah, you want to mm-hmm. see it. You yeah, wanna... If you're gonna do it, you might. And you got to go Oakley's though. They got to wrap. You can't uh, get any. Yeah. <laughs> they... <laughs> it burns. Yeah, exactly. it really does. Does it burn? burn? Like, it sealed off. It burns.
1: Oh god, it burns It's really yeah. It really burns. You, I. You know, I need like an emergency wash. Like a. <laughs> like a thing on the wall in my bedroom you mean like in silkwood
0: (laughs) you know when silkwood when the lights went off and they had a or down (laughs) yeah you know don't mess don't
1: get, don't get it in your eyes
2: i've never had it in my eyes i think that's been an actual lifelong endeavor of me not to get it in my eyes because i just can't imagine first of all it comes in at a high velocity and second it's hot i mean
0: it smells like hot bleach it really the the aroma is not great, and
1: it's way worse than an eyelash oh in your eye. God. Like you know, it's just yeah, it smells like bleach. Yeah, and, I would assume uh, yeah. it's
0: worse than an eyelash oh because it's like God. sticky yogurt, right?
1: Right, at, right, and it's also it just burns. It's oh. like Tabasco in your eye.
2: I need to put eye dro- I need to put in eye drops <laughs> right now. I'm having like. <laughs> It's like a laser 3D (laughs) printer version of getting it in my eye. It feels so real.
0: (laughs) Do Uh, you two still tour together at all? No, no,
2: no. Has
0: has has your um have things like what happened at the Stress Factory in Twelve Days of Rage have those do those help your ticket sales or hurt?
2: Oh God!
1: Oh, it helps. Helps. It helps because it's also like that but it it, it it that's not the the impetus is to kind of like really try to do some No, I totally helpful get that. Work. Totally get that. But it does help because it 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 gets picked up by the press and people want to see and B Robin helped just because you you got to get money from people people would bring me hundreds of dollars to distribute for B Robin.
0: Did d- d- when you started uh being that beacon, right? I don't is, was there a turning point for you in your life where you're like, I think I'm ready to be this person now? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Because you uh you have obviously decided that you are because it's a big burden. Not only is it mm-hmm. a burden because obviously, and you seem like a very empathetic person, that you're hearing a lot of very tough stories probably. Yes, right? yes. On top of the fact, when you are that person, you also are now the person that everybody on the other side directs their hate towards. Mm-hmm. So so it's like a big uh, mantle to carry. Yeah. So how do you get to that point in your life where you're like, I just, I'm now okay with being that person?
1: I just don't care. You know, like I take sort of like the good and the bad. You like really celebrate the good and you just try to ignore the bad or you try to help the bad.
0: But was there like the first time you were, brave, you were brave enough to come out on a big scale? Were you kind of like crossing your fingers or did you were you at a point where like, fuck it, I, this is, I just don't fucking care anymore? Yeah. Because I us? just,
1: yeah, I just don't fucking care. Oh, you were
0: like, she was How champ- long ago was the, what, did As long
2: say- as I've known her, I mean, remember AIDS benefits? Yeah. AIDS benefits, marriage equality. How old
0: were you then? How old?
2: We were early 20s. Yeah. I mean, our early 20s, not the 1920s. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like, she also, like, (laughs) she launched me, you know, and launched a lot of of other comics and was like, okay, now you go out on your own, out of the nest. (gasps) Really? And, yeah, and she's done that with causes. And, like, at AIDS benefits, I mean, that was not... uh, I was not popular even in the '90s when you were doing some of this stuff. Oh, and marriage equality, and we, our shows were being protested all the time. Is I that, don't even
0: know by who. Wait, as, is what? that in what years were they being protested? God,
1: like, uh, well, the, like the Westboro Baptist Church came, and then that, well, like Brigham Young. No, yeah, in Provo, not Brigham Young, in Provo, Utah, there was a big protest outside of my show of like this is profanity this is profanity and um it, it, you know i don't but i don't care but that
0: it it's it's so envious and by the way i think this is one of the reasons i was saying to you earlier that even though this weekend's ticket sales for me weren't great it was the best weekend i've had there is a certain bit of when you when you not that i didn't care on stage but i was there was it was a little freeing that the it wasn't as full and I was just much more relaxed and things came out of my mouth where I was like like I told you I I told a story for the first time on a Thursday and by Saturday both shows I was closing with it. oh I love that but so there is so when that's kind of a real freeing feeling right and so when you started to come out on stage too. That's mm-hmm. like a real freeing. Oh yeah, it was
2: great and especially when people respond. Well, and I, you know, a smaller show is great cuz it's yeah. more intimate and that's why you feel, I mean, that's why I feel like opening up. I don't know about you. Yeah. But I like it cuz you kind of know all the people, not personally, but there's just you don't fewer get of them. Huh? Not anymore. (laughs) And if there's
1: like a lot of really few people, then I do, you know, like up close magic, like table magic. I'll do like up close comedy where I just get like right in their face and I do it to every person in the room. Like I had sex. uh, I'll do it to you. I had sex with this comic, or tried to have sex with this comic and he's very famous. Yeah. And we'd hung out for several days. I thought he liked me. We were in bed and um, I got naked and he comes up to me and he's like <laughs> i can't do this what <laughs> and i just And you he, were like yes you can no cuz he was so revolted by my body like oh. no but that's what it it was that moment right. of i can see your revulsion and i'm so shamed by this that i'm leaving right now and I won't name his name, yeah. because he's a good dude, and he tried his best, but it was just, so we got along on so many levels, Jeez. but there, we're just there, and he, just that look at my naked body, like, I can't do this. So I, I do that to <laughs> for Audi if it's a real small crowd, it's really fun, because you get right in their face, and they're you're like... I can't do this. And it's so, (laughs) they crack up so hard. So I like to do the up-close comedy for um, people. uh, If it's a sparse crowd or maybe even an open mic or whatever. Um, But, you know, if it's like 30 people, then I could do, (laughs) you know, I could do it pretty fast and then it's funny.
0: Up-close magic is funny.
1: It's all funny.
0: I, I had a woman get so drunk last night. She fell, did a really slow fall out of her chair oh no it was like a, s- a slow slide fall and then it was a huge crash and then she was on her side and then she did a really slow turn onto her back <laughs> and just <laughs> lay there on her back and nobody helped her out
1: uh, was,
0: this
2: Sac- oh. was this at sacto this was in sacramento See, yeah that's the thing
0: Is that by the way sacramento has left. to come up with a different Nickname than Sacktown. Uh, Town. is oh, not. Oh, I call it Sacktown. Oh yeah, there's somebody said, "How are you liking Sacktown? I'm like, "You need a different nickname." Yeah, no. You don't want to be. No,
2: because it's like I'm not staying overnight. I would drive back after my set. Have to. I I felt. I mean, but a couple of times we stayed there the whole weekend, Did and you? it was like being in that Cracker song.
0: I didn't know <laughs> that there was a different part of Sacramento I had just been out by the club the whole time yeah
2: bring a car there's some cute parts of Sacramento yeah. there really are we stayed in some of the gay parts yeah and like it, downtown
1: it, it's, it's it's northern California's answer to Irvine <laughs> 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 yeah yeah <laughs> like with the traffic and the you know the, the everything it's yeah that, That's that's all I have to say
2: yeah it's be it's like it is like just like be like Irvine yeah
1: yeah. Cute. Cute.
0: It's got, it's got, um hello puppy dog. Not as scared as me as when dog I walked Mars, in. Dog
1: Mars, a rescue, she's a rescue too, but she's really pampered. Dog Mars, something happened to her and so she's very, very mistrustful. It takes a while. He, he, he finally got through to her. Yeah,
2: she sits on my head so that's great. That's fun. I know when they accept you, they sit on you, which is fine. I have yeah. three dogs so I'm totally used to it.
0: I, I, love dogs. I've never been a huge cat guy. I'm allergic. I love
2: cats too, but I'm allergic. I love cats, but they aren't, you know, they're, I mean, I get it. I get it. I want to, they're very, you know, like kind of waspy. <laughs> they don't show their emotions. <laughs> they're very beautiful, you know, and kind of cold. And I am down with that kind of thing. But that's that is, the thing, like. You know, it, my aesthetic.
0: When I think of, say if you were going to list the top three things you want in a pet, what are the top three things you value the most in a pet?
1: Hmm. Um, the ability to love. Dog. Um, the, uh, spirit connection. Dog. And, um, cute.
0: Dog. Now, if you had said,
1: I want something that's a little
0: cold, (laughs) cat, ignores me. Cat. And- would kill me if it could figure out how to feed itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know
1: what? Oh, that ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I had
2: some really beautiful ones, but like totally would kill me.
1: No, no, no. Cats are really lovey, lovey. lovey. It, it, you know, it's just not every cat, and they're just, it's just different. And
2: yeah. are super discriminating. Like you have to get in there. It's yeah. like dogs will like dogs will, like fall for anything. They, they're like, oh, you're really nice. Like you scratch behind the ear, and that's like my only
0: game, yeah. and they all love me. Dog. I, my theory is that like if you were a Dog kidnapper. You mm-hmm. could get any dog into your van. Do you know what I mean? Mm. As long as you had a treat in your hand, a dog would be like, Yeah, the dog would be like, Yeah, That's so cute. The dog would be like, yeah yeah, I'll hop in there for a little yeah. while. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? no. Dogs, Dog dogs would round. be, yeah. Now, cats would be like, fuck you. I'm not getting in your <laughs> van. The cat is not getting in your van. It doesn't, because th- <laughs> it doesn't care <sighs> give a shit about the person who owns it. It definitely doesn't give a shit about yeah. some dude in a van. Yeah. But dogs are like, you look nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll come Just talk the, to you for a little while.
1: The openness and the trust and yeah. the love and the, the really, the, they're creatures that we're so gifted on Earth to have A creature like that. Oh, yeah. Protect
2: us. Our dogs protect us, Um, which which is the best thing.
0: Do you ever go through like times where you're like, oh, man, my dog. Where you think, my dog's so smart, my dog's so smart. And then you look down and he's eating shit and you're like, not that smart. <laughs> like there's that there's that there's <laughs> that line between he's so smart. Oh look, he's licking his asshole. He's not hey, as smart. Uh, as, uh, not as smart as I thought he was. I don't care. <laughs> I know a lot of men that would lick their asshole if they yeah.
1: could. <laughs> yeah. I I just I love I just love dogs so much and you know, my two dead dogs are here in their urns and and I still feel their presence, you know, my 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 middle dog died in December. So it's just like, oh, you know, like I I just it's like coping with her death. I'm still in denial. It's hard. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tell you a story that I've never said out loud before because it made me feel stupid. But when my I before the dog I have now, I had a St. Bernard and he was like the only dog I'd ever had and whatever. So when he died, you know, he was he used to when dogs that big. You have to really put all food, not just away, but away, away. I learned early on if I left some food on the top of the refrigerator, when I went to sleep at night, he rocked the refrigerator with his paws until it fell off and he would eat it. He, he, no trash can could, would stop him, right? If there was food in the can, he was knocking it and opening it, right? So he used to knock over trash cans all the time. So he died, and I came out in the, the next morning in the kitchen, and the trash can was knocked over. And I was like, Aww, "So wait, baby. so so I pick up the trash can, and I was like, that is bizarre, right? It happened three nights in a row. And I said to my brother, I'm like, this is so weird. And he said, I'm going to say something to you that you're going to think is crazy. But go in the kitchen and say, Bud, his name is Bud, no, it's okay. It's okay, Bud. And just to to tell the dog I was going to be okay. And I was like dude, you want me to talk to my dead dog and tell him everything's going to be okay? He was like, just try it. I know, just try it. So that night I walked in there and I was like, bud, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. It's okay. And the trash can never got knocked over again. And I said to my brother, I'm like, "Uh, listen, I'm never repeating that story ever, ever, because it's so bizarre. Because I'm not, before that time, I'm not sure how much I would have believed in Spirits in general, yeah, yeah, right. So to believe that yeah. there were spirits is one thing, but to believe there's dog spirits was like a completely different level of I bananas. Know. But I, it, ugh, it was crazy. More so
2: because they're so loved. Why would they want to pass over to the other side? Where's a lot of people like, "I'm out of here."
0: We love you so much. It was so crazy. But but um, I I don't know what what it was for you, how it was for you. But when my dog died. Not having another dog was tough because Mm -hmm. the thought of going and getting another one, right, Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I can't go get another one. So I think the idea of having two at the same time is Mm -hmm. always a good idea. Yeah. Or three because it was tough. I think we waited like,
1: oh, it got to be five
0: years before we get another dog.
1: Yeah. It's there's the deep a, there's pain. So many
0: of them out there that
2: need yeah. a home. So it's like, I mean, I hate to say it, but you can walk in and find somebody perfect for you, and it's they're so At great. Any
0: of the shelters. Yeah, we went. We were. We tried to match my and dog it up. Help get of, you over the trauma. Too. Yes,
2: I mean, you know, because you're so obsessed with trying to make the situation okay with this new dog, and it's not like you're disrespecting the other dog, but you can't do anything for the other dog. Yeah. So you just gotta you know it's it's i think it's great
0: that's why i think you should people just should get, get zebras because they live a long time oh they do yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a good idea yeah i think a zebra that's great do I mean, they have you like get a, lead... a zebra back here
1: probably i i have yeah yeah there's stall horse. like yeah i could have a stall i mean yeah, yeah for there's one horse one. there's already a stall
0: kind of back there i think you listen i don't know maybe a zebra is something you should look into
1: yeah yeah that's a good idea if, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. If you
0: walked your zebra, like if you were just, if you were just in the if neighborhood,
1: I rode, rode my zebra. I would ride a zebra. That would be so. you I will mean, be real Giselle G- bunching me, about it.
0: Let me ask you a question. And what outfit do you picture yourself on the back of a zebra?
1: Naked. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. uh you can't no you got
0: to be naked you have
1: to be you know like it's like a chodiva (laughs) kind of thing like it would
2: the tattoos would be actually you should really think about like doing a picture like that because with the tattoos on a zebra that's really striking it's on
0: the colors um that would be (sighs) awesome i know
1: I, I have a whole really funny bunch of pictures that I'm riding my motorcycle and I'm naked and I'm outside and I'm, I'm just like, I'll make the turn. <laughs> like I turn my turn signal on. And, I'm like, <laughs> and it's so funny. So I'll put those out sometime. They're really, really hilarious. Austin took them. They're from that session over there. So uh, ah, or I'm the on the, yeah. yeah. But I'm just totally nude and ju- it's really funny. When did you yeah. take those? Um, probably uh, like, the few just a couple of years ago when i had hair like like 3 years ago how, how long you been in this house um since 2000
0: yeah. 2000 you were early into the the this town
1: yeah well i moved in to la in nineteen ninety two.
2: You were here, like, you had set down roots in, like, 91, because I was like, I'm from L.A., I can totally tell you about it. You're like, I'll show you a few things, Queen. I mean, you were, like, already living in the cool part of town. I was like,
0: okay, you're good. But you're in a part that you moved to that wasn't cool then, but it's well, cool now.
1: I moved here because Lydia Lunch convinced me. Do you know who she is? I don't. She's a, a singer, and she's an amazing punk rock poetess, and she's very influential in the punk scene and um the cramps the band yeah. lived up here so and there was that so this was their turf and so this is this area is actually full of rocks really um uh, big big rocks but alternate pat smear lives down the street and like you know it's just very very nice. like um it's rocker they then they made a lot of like exploitation movies uh, uh back behind this hill um ted Michelson. And he made a lot of movies with Tour Sutana. They're like very, very, like 60s, like sort of B-movie st- mm-hmm. stuff. So this area is actually very weirdly hipster.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it ha- no, I don't know if it always has been, uh, but they, yeah, it is weirdly hipster. Oh my God, it is. And, and, and this house, I mean, this, well, house, this house didn't come amazing. out of nowhere. So yeah, there's always been some sort of Hollywood royalty element here.
0: And yeah, well, how much has been done? How much did you do here? Oh, I did none of it. I have
2: no gay aesthetic at all. I this was turned. I came over. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. But a lot of the like wainscoting and the shapes of the doors and the windows. This is L.A. So yeah. L.A. has always been cool. This is like Hollywood. This LA is old. Is Ho- this feels huge. old Hollywood. Yeah, it was built for somebody probably in the business um, who liked Italy. Exactly. I mean, this is a classic old mansion. A Little spooky. Little <laughs> is bit it? like uh, ghosts out here. Oh, they follow her everywhere. What do you mean? Oh, you remember the thing in the Mazda in Hollywood? We used to live on Beachwood Canyon or in Beachwood Canyon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell the story. Okay, and there was, like, we heard about this, like what's it called? a monastery that was right down the hill from us. Yeah. And there was a secret passage under to another building where something bad had happened that I'm now blocking out, but I believe it had to do with <laughs> children being violated. Okay. I can't even, you know, I'm really <laughs> uptight, like saying it, okay. I can't even bad, bad, bad stuff happened. Yeah. So back when we went to the bourgeois pig and did like our research and all those books and we're driving around and I was driving her car, a Mazda Miata automatic. And so we we pulled up onto the street. You know, we'd done our research. And I'm, we're like, well, this is where it is. And I put the car in park because we're sitting there because it was not a busy street. It was like a one-laner at best. And uh, then the car started revving. And I was absolutely sure my foot wasn't on the uh, accelerator. Really? It just started revving. And I just remember we got out of there quickly.
1: No. And then I go... Uh, and I, 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 I go... Uh, Look out the window, and then there was a statue of Mary there, so we knew we were in the right place. Yeah. And then I heard you scream, and I screamed, and I go, why did you scream? And he didn't scream. Yeah, I didn't scream. We heard screaming in the car. That's right. Yeah. What? Wait. You heard screaming in
2: the car? We weren't. We were just sitting in the car, but we both heard screaming. That was really weird.
1: Because he screamed, and I screamed, and I yelled at him for screaming, and he said, I didn't scream, I didn't scream.
2: (sighs) We were sitting like, I could see you in profile, because, yeah, there was something in the car with us. Can I ask you? We were not I got a couple
0: questions. Question (laughs) number one, how did you forget that detail? I blocked (laughs) out. That seems like a a pretty big part of the story. No, I remember that.
2: I block out stuff, I really, because that was scary. And uh, I've heard that when you... Are really scared. You you become kind of yes, porous yes. and stuff goes out. I have offloaded so much. Second scary question:
0: stuff. Did it sound like the scream was in the car, or you just heard a scream? I heard a scream in a car. In the car.
1: It was in the car. Yeah, and it's a-
2: very small car and yeah I thought she was screaming because the car was
1: revving or something no like that. but you screamed really loud and then i screamed and then i was like why did you scream and scream. then he didn't scream i was
2: too scared to scream i was too scared to scream and i was absolutely terrified because i felt something and like because the car was acting weird and cars never how act weird. fast
0: did you get out of there
2: I I guess we got out of there. I fast. Remember.
1: Yeah. No, we we <laughs> flew back up to my house which was about a mile away mm-hmm. and we just were like, oh, you know, we just um There's we flashes of it. I
2: I was really scared. That was really a bad thing that we did. Is that the we, only
1: time you've we I-
0: had experienced stuff in
2: Hawaii? Remember when we were in Hawaii?
0: But Hawaii's yeah. full of ghost stories. Yeah. Hawaii has the best ghost stories.
1: Yeah. Hawaii was um intense cuz we had like been told about all of the ghost armies that were out there and then um we were sharing a room and you closed all the windows you turned off the tv turned off the lights put up the do not disturb everything and then we came back all the lights were on the tv was on um do not disturb was gone everything was just like disheveled everything
2: that i had done everything i had done was reversed like they were you know giving me the finger because I am OCD and I'd heard about it. That's probably why I like tightened up the room but we've always been security minded. Yeah. And just it was it was really bad and yeah, they really follow Margaret around.
0: Do they, do you find that they follow you around?
1: Well, I'm an empath and I've, I've lived in a poltergeist before where um, I was living in a house and somebody got in bed with me. Like a cold figure got in bed and I looked in there, there was nothing there. And was um, the bed, like, 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 depressed down. Oh. And then, and then um, there were so many things. That was in uh, the Petrie City house.
2: Petrie City?
1: Yeah, I had to okay, go back. Yeah. Uh, that was really scary. And then um, one time the bed, like, lifted, like, seemed to lift and then jump down. Ah. And um, I heard noises all day, all night. And, um, uh, it, it would there were so many scary things uh, the garbage p- disposable would go, go on and even after I turn all the fuses off
0: oh my god
1: um, so the electricity around it was really scary
0: how does that not freak you out
1: it did and then I I left and then I came back to see if I could get my stuff um, and uh, there was a uh, a rabbit who had been um, slashed at the neck at the doorstep. No, and I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna go in there." And, and so I went back later with a psychic, and she said that little boys were doing a ritual behind the house, and there's something weird about it. And everybody in the house said, "Oh, we don't, we don't experience any trauma. No, nothing happened." But they all had an oxygen tank next to their bed. They all were sick. And dying, <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was I I just had to leave because it it, it got real really it was um, sexual almost like it got in bed. Dangerous part of the world that you were living in. Where was I? Peachtree City, Georgia,
2: Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. When how when was that? I've been there, but it's
1: bad. Oh, that was probably in two thousand and eleven. Why
0: why did you move there?
1: I was working on Drop Dead Diva, which is a TV show I was on for seven years. Do you, and that filmed out of there?
0: hmm I had no idea. Yeah. They film a lot of shit.
1: I know. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Did you like
0: living there? Yeah.
1: I love Atlanta.
0: I like Atlanta, too.
1: We have a good time. I have lots of friends there. and
0: I love that improv there.
1: Yeah. The improv is great. And uh, the people are great. The comics are great. I lived above the um, uh, Vortex. So it, it was all like comics would all just come up to my house
0: Wait, so being an empath and please explain to me exactly what that is.
2: From what I understand, and I am a novice, I just know what I see. It's you have a certain I don't want to use the overuse the word porousness, but you can you're like a channel. Can you actually overuse that word? Yes. It's <laughs> such a gross <laughs> word now that I think about it, it's like porous. Ew, porous. But you know, like I think that you're tuned into a different channel. I've heard that about you from people who are in that sort of field. They're like, oh, yeah, she totally is a channel for that. She's open to it. Um, but So being open to it
0: means it. that you, you can hear it and feel it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I, like. I don't have a choice. But all the time? Uh, not all the time. Not all the time. And I, I could do it way, way better when I was super sober. Mm-hmm. Like, like. Any kind of drugs and alcohol, <laughs> just sort of hot, hot sort of ha, make a sort of a I don't know a cocoon yeah. around me, so I don't experience it as much. But I feel like um, you know it's just part of life, and it's part of our culture. It's part of Korean culture because you know uh, we have to have ancestor worship, and mm-hmm. we'll get you, we'll get in trouble if we don't. So when I was in Hong Kong, um, I bought a little dog like a paper dog and some paper jewelry and some. Cookies and I burned them in the, bu- the Buddhist altar for, uh, for Joan Rivers. Hmm. You know, like I, I, I brought her into this Buddhist tradition. Uh, of giving people what they want. And I gave this other, uh, this gay actor who died of, of suicide uh, after he came out, Leslie Chung. Um, I bought him a new iPhone with a charger, and I drew a little grinder in it <laughs> so he could have the app. And that I put it in the furnace, and it exploded. Like, the queen was thirsty. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But it had a little cord and everything. It was... I. I I gotta That's say, I got so I got him nice. a six plus.
0: That's <laughs> so, wow, big! So you got him the big screen and everything. Yeah, you
1: know, and then so that I could draw the little grinder. And um, but Jones was really beautiful too. It just exploded, and I I told Melissa, and she she's just like, "Don't you now?" I'm crying because uh, you know it was just a really. I was like, "I'm going to bring you into my family and what we do mm-hmm. for our people," you know. Um, but it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have that relationship. And my mom sees ghosts all the time. and um, Really? Yeah. She uh, rented, uh, in 1978, um, my parent grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary was happening, so we needed a venue. Yeah. But every place was really expensive. And then my mom was watching the news, and all those people had died in Jonestown. And, uh, you know, for the James Jones, <laughs> Jim Jones massacre. And then she goes... Oh, I have an idea cuz the San Francisco office that that that, that would be empty. Yeah. So she had the the party <laughs> at the People's Temple. And so we went back to the People's <laughs> Temple and my mom was like trying to set up the food and and she said the ghosts were angry at her and yelling at her for having a party there and and serving food that they couldn't eat. Everybody had a really bad time and it was really <laughs> weird. <laughs>
0: Uh, There's so many good things in that story. The fact that your mom was like, I think we could save a couple of dollars. nobody's going to be there for sure.
1: No, dude, this it's very cheap. No, 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 I have an idea. Like, that's the best. Like, just watching the 900 bodies out in Guyana, the worst tragedy ever, and they go, oh, that means that that place will be vacant. I think that I'm going to make a phone call right now. And so she, like, you know, had the party there. And then the the ghosts punished her. The ghosts were like, we we were wrongly killed. We came back to get our stuff. You you cannot be here. This is our home. This is not right. And your mom was telling them, well, actually, I rented it out for the day. <laughs> <laughs> you paying an yeah. hour. How much? I've got it for the day, so
0: <laughs> if you could wait till tomorrow, You're come gonna back. You're going to be here forever. Yeah, so. you got to give me. Oh,
3: that's so wrong. Now they're going to love me.
2: Listen,
0: oh, my God. God. I just need it for four hours. You're gonna be here for eternity. You know what I mean? Give me a couple hours.
1: But it was so tragic, and it was such a, a horrible like thing that she was really shaken.
0: But like, did your mom share with you when you were a child that she could talk to ghosts?
1: Yes, when we were at the party, she was how like, "How old were you?" Uh, I was uh, ten. Does that freak you out at 10 years
0: old? No, because she's seen him all the time. But so she, that's what I'm asking you. So she told you that she saw him even when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And di- and were you like, because I think if my mom had told me that as a kid. I think I would have freaked out a little bit mm. just because I would have, you know, what you hear about ghosts. Yeah, it's really scary. Especially when you're a kid, right? Yeah. So
1: how did that not freak you out? Because they're part of your family. They're people.
0: Uh, it's a different perspective, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Think- it, it's because you have to worship your ancestors like when they die and right. when they when they have an event after they die, you still have to celebrate them to celebrate them. And if they need anything, you have to give them stuff, you know, like, w- like there's like, you can get anything. You can get like wine and food and clothes and like money. And like, it's just like, it's like, we- it's like second life. It's you know, amazing. It's really like you have to. So it, that's the mentality. Like we're not uh, separated just because you're dead.
0: Yeah, you know, us Jews don't have those traditions. No, you're dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you're dead. You're no longer and available. We fire them into the ground yeah. super fast. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, yeah, the Jews is it's not like there's no hey, there's I, uh, no secondary. Situation, I know. Well, we
2: don't have hell. We don't. It's just, you no. know, we are the ultimate blackness. But I like the, I like the whole, you know, sharing. Because you like, we may have the ultimate blackness, but I don't think that's necessarily so. Because, I mean, I've seen it around us, her, because, you know, they usually leave me alone. Um, I spent the night on the Queen Mary, which is super haunted. Is it? Oh, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. There is such a, I mean, it's uncomfortable to me because I can feel it, but, like, I make sure that I don't feel everything. So,
0: yeah. What do you mean? You mean you you can turn it off a little bit?
2: Oh, I have to. I'm really like a nervous person. I'd probably go, you know, jumping off one of the funnels into the ocean.
0: See, now here's the deal. And I want to see... Do you know what I mean? I want to be open to it, but then... I want to be open to it, just like one time, <laughs> well, <laughs> and then I don't yeah. want to be open to it anymore. I just want to be like, oh yeah, that does happen, and then be like, I don't want to, I don't want it to happen again, but yeah. just that one
1: time. You I know, I, mean? I know. I mean, but y- you know, it, you'll feel that it's just part of life. Yeah, but if that
0: cold body had laid down in the bed next to me, I would probably sleep standing up. Uh, <laughs> I would probably be like, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to really lay down. I don't but think. But it was,
1: it was this the feeling of this. Loneliness, like please let me s- stay next to you.
0: But that seems like okay. I then, but you also seem to be somebody who who feels other people's stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, all the time. Yes. of course.
0: So, so that makes sense, right? Because you're open, and you are somebody who feels other people's stuff, and obviously the that people feel like they can listen to you and talk. I mean, talk to you and and rely mm-hmm. on you and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So that explains why that would include spirits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it feels nice, and it's... Um, LGBTQ...
0: G for
2: ghosts. <laughs> uh,
3: you're going to have to say G
0: and S, because some, I think, consider themselves spirits. Exactly, G and S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so.
1: <laughs> so awesome. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I Yeah, I wish I could just one time and be like, oh, hey. We can take you somewhere. Do you want to go to the... Um, the Cecil Hotel, yeah, where I the woman know. was found in the water tower. Ooh. Oh, that was recent. Mm-hmm. Eliza Lamb. I, I snuck up there. And I got so, up there. But what happens when you go up there? Let's find out. She died mysteriously. There's I a ghostly know. presence. There's a ghostly presence. I
0: mean, listen, if you're going to define mysterious death, that one basically fits. Nails it.
1: Yeah. It it's really real, <laughs> real X-Files. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. It is yeah. Total. It's cold. It's it's a cold case.
1: But uh, tell tell the people what happened.
0: uh you know I can't. remember. Did you go up there? No,
1: no I went up there. Um, a uh, 22-year-old uh, Chinese uh, Canadian student, Eliza Lam, was found in um the water the water tower the uh, the water receptacle on on the on the roof, um, two weeks after her death because the. Patrons and co- clients complaining that the water tasted funny. <laughs> and... <laughs> 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 and um, the last known footage of her... That's the creepiest part. The last known footage of her is her um, having an argument, a visible fight with somebody invisible in the elevator and outside the elevator. What do you mean? She's just yelling... And she's like, no, no, no! you and it's so animated, and it's not like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody's like, don't just get away from me! Like it was, but very, there's nobody else in the. Nobody's there. Where, it's for surveillance footage.
0: Where, where where would I see that?
1: YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, and so that's for real. That's real. And, that video, ooh. and she it's ended up, and water. she ended up in the. In the water receptacle oh, on the top. Like
2: there was like no way to get her like she couldn't have climbed into it because it was sealed so I've read about it it's you she would have had to like repel up a. a dra- it was the there's no way that she could have gotten in there no
1: no. she was put in there and, and closed in there and drowned and nobody knows why and nobody knows she did it there's no way but I could get up there so we should go up there
0: how can you get up there
1: you know, just by acting like you're a student from Japan, <laughs> it's a student run sort of, sort of like a hostel uh, in a way. Oh. So if you look the right way, if you uh-huh. have a backpack and you just look at your phone, you can pretty much get away. That's true. Uh, you know, you're in.
0: Wow. I, 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 I would go up there, but I just want, just want, I just want to. You know, I used to watch a show called Par- Paranormal Paranormal State.
1: Oh, yeah, I love that show. I love that show. I
0: love the show. I used to watch that show until I started to get fucking freaked out on walks with my dog. Oh, I thought I would hear growling that I wasn't there. And I was like, this is – I can't do that shit. Because I'm Jewish enough to trick myself into thinking there's a demon following
2: Of course. Such guilt. Yeah.
0: It's not Like, here's the thing. Like, ghosts
2: are, you know, not always malevolent. Like – yeah. Whatever happened on the Queen Mary? First of all, they're not going to follow you home. They're on the Queen Mary. Just, you know, you're hanging out. You're just going to enjoy yourself. But there is some sort of presence, and I heard it's because it's a metal object surrounded by water, so you really can't get off that thing. So you should. That's a real easy one. Why do ghosts can't swim? they just apparently a spirit can't penetrate i mean that sounded bad
0: you would think yeah you would <laughs> think though ghosts could kind of float over the water that's
2: the thing i think they just don't want to leave I don't i'd have, never leave i, I don't like, know I'm what the ghost here, rules I love are this thing
0: it seems like ghosts can't really it seems like they're kind of located yeah.
2: wherever they're located but that's the thing it's like they died there but they're haunting somewhere else how does
1: that happen I think they can move. I mean, I think it just sort of depends. I think that they can move. I think human trauma also can affect- You think there's um, Uber for ghosts? uh, A space. Wait, what? It's called
0: boober. Uh Uber for ghosts? Boober. Boober.
1: That's so funny. That's really funny. Boober.
0: Boober.
1: But they should be able to um, go anywhere. And uh, yeah, like I had a channeler um, here- who channeled Robin Williams. Really? Yeah. It was a trip. It was really weird. Channeler meaning meaning? Um, he's a medium. So Robin Williams comes through him. Yes. Oh, he didn't, he not come through, but want Robin's telling you something. Robin's here. And he's saying. And so how? Something, yeah. How say the skeptic goes, but he could just say he's saying anything. There was just weird other stuff that he knew about me that, I mean. That's
0: what it is, right? It has to be something that Right
1: yeah, The details that were so specific that I was really shocked. there was a couple things that I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. like that that only I would know. Huh. So um there's the and and he was pointing that way, and then uh, I he and I didn't realize it, but on the other side of that wall is Robin's record on the wall. Mm. So and he hadn't been in that room, and he was like, he's like, it's so on the other side, it's there. So I was just like, "What?" I was really blown away. and
0: It's amazing. It was How long really did that last?
1: Um, Just a second. Just a second. That's kind of crazy. That's really crazy. Yeah. But, I, but at the Stress Factory, I feel Greg Geraldo. Do you really? Yeah. Because I, I didn't know him very well, but I loved him. And he loved me. Yeah. And so we had a thing. Um, but I feel him. I had to sleep in Selene. When I was there by myself, I had to sleep in Selene's room because i was scared
2: yeah no i those kind of places you do kind of got to double up because that's the thing is he wouldn't do anything to you whatever spirit
1: no no it's not that what it's if he just, just started roasting you <laughs>
0: What if he showed up and he just started for like seven minutes, just k- roasted the fuck oh, out of you, that's and, and then just went back into the closet? Like, I'll see you next time. Ooh, yeah,
1: so good. Yeah, he'll get in bed with me and roast me.
0: Yeah, he just just whispered just the worst jokes in the world in your ear. Oh God, I miss
1: him. I miss Mitch.
0: Yeah, you I, know, miss, I, I miss him. I I didn't know Patrice O'Neill at all.
1: I know. I, I I loved him.
0: His to me though. His comedy was like so funny,
1: top, top
0: top of the chart. So funny. funny. Like he was so funny and so smart. So sweet. Yeah. So. So. But he said, again, one of those guys that like in for me was inspired me. I was like, oh, he just says what he thinks. You have to. Yeah. It just takes a while. Right. To be brave enough to go, Okay, what I think is enough. Mm. Right. Instead of worrying about what other people think, you're right. like right. Oh, God, right. I wish I
2: worried. I wish I worried more about what people think. That's <laughs> what gets me into trouble. And I think you have the same. Uh, I'm like, I don't care. Here's what I can say, and if you don't like it, I'm doubling down. Yeah, I do. I'm a bitch. I know. It's kind of, it's rebellious and stupid and childish. But you
0: also like, like I said though, have made yourself. A, You've made you've made yourself. Well that's what you gotta do. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, let's not make her a target.
0: No, no, you know what I mean, but you've made yourself like this beacon and so everybody can just point up to you. You but you that that is what makes you like the people when you did the twelve days of rage, you're like, Look she how brave she is. Like that's what it is. It's like they see how brave that you are and it inspires people. I
1: think no, it's good. Well, 12, 12 days of rage is really important because people like don't understand that they've been raped and they didn't what know it mean, was rape.
0: What do you What do you mean?
1: Um, like th- it feels like rape. Like when I one of the stories is, um, I uh I met a guy uh from online and it was really shady. And I, I met him at one o'clock at a Starbucks and we had coffee. It was really nice, but I didn't. I wasn't feeling it. And then so uh, he offered me a ride home because I'd walk down there. And he was really nice. So I was like, it's fine. So uh, when I was in the car, there was a soccer game happening um, about like nine, 10 year old boys playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And I was looking and he grabbed my head and he forced my f- mouth on his cock and I had to give him a blowjob. And I was so afraid that the kids would see that I did it. Mm. So that was one of the stories. Like it's like, if I'm able to tell it, like, that, that's fucking rape. Yeah. And that's happened to a lot of women, a lot of people, and I want you to acknowledge that it happened to you and let yourself heal from that because so many people walk around going, why do I feel bad this happened? Like, I, I'm, fucked, I, you know, I'm, you know, really trying to codify rape, you mm-hmm. know, if that's the term. I'm trying to make people understand that, that you feel bad for a reason and it's not your fault. You know that's the most important thing I can impart to anyone because there's so many uh, people with that wound, and they don't call it rape. They they call it something else. I don't know. I don't know what they there's do. There's no they, other word for that. Yeah, but that's rape. Yeah, but it was like a date, and it was like a you know, but it, it was like it, it 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 was so I I I I just thought that was right, but that that my. Impetus was the, the protection of the children right. and not, you know, not to protect myself. Um, he was much larger than, than me too. So it was really hard, but it was very like, this just happened and I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. So the, the sharing of it, I think is good for people because then they can identify what's happened in their lives.
0: Does it also, is it also since you've developed this community, right? the feeling of not being alone is Mm -hmm. that also one of the things
1: yes because we're not alone right because we all have really fucked up human experiences because we have a body and the 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 world is rough and so when you can share that with others they they can enjoy that and also not fear because i'm alive right (laughs) yeah right and i'm talking about it which is really that's it's that's why it's important to me but yeah that 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 that's why 12 days of rage for me was really good but a lot of people couldn't um tell anybody you know i got a lot of direct messages and stuff people saying that i was the only person they'd ever told and they told me their experience and i felt real bad because i really honor them but at the same time i wish that people didn't have to be Uh, so closed off so that's why i'm so open
0: what are what are one of the what's like the main reason that people don't say it like in the dms they would say i i just i want to tell you this you're the only person who knows the story why would they say they didn't want to share it like
1: Shame. shame fear fear like i think my husband's molesting my daughter no and i don't know what to do And I'm really scared because I'm a victim too, like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't. This is not my. I can't. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. And I'm not. I just. I feel so bad. But that 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 came up several times. I mean, there were so many dark, dark, dark things that came out of that experience and being the the witness to it. um, That's what I'm saying. That must be heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, right? Yeah, it's heartbreaking. But also. The also the success too, also the like yeah I'm with you I understand I'm proud I'm strong yeah and yeah that's the I survived like that 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 also is incredibly important so it's gratifying to create like just that feeling of connection so if when you do a work whether you know it's it's just like just a stupid dumb video or whatever it just it does, like, heal people. I asked people to make me their videos, so I got a lot of those too, right. which is really, really good. And um, a lot of messages of, of people telling me what happened. And uh, I remember um, my favorite is uh, uh, a woman who, uh, she has one leg, and uh, she's a very famous uh, porn star, uh, Long Jean Silver. Okay. And she... Uh, was uh, aware that her daughter was being molested and she shot him (laughs) and he died yeah (laughs) and i'm so grateful and glad (laughs) you know i want to tell you like
0: i was thinking while you were talking you know, I have a daughter and i was thinking what would i do to somebody who molested my daughter i was like kill him kill him kill him him. i would i I would would say kill. kill. kill I I think I would kill him like I I don't know if I would be able to I don't know if I'd be able to not do something like yeah but to not be able to say it or not be able to stop it also just must be crushing for that person like must be heartbreaking for that person as well
2: Uh, you mean for the person who suffered who's
0: so petrified that she doesn't feel like she can say something to anybody.
2: (sighs) And it's like a situation. Can you imagine being in that situation every single day? I would never be able to function.
0: No, I'd be a raging. How
2: do you stop it? I mean, how do you, I mean, when do you finally go? Because eventually you've got to go over the mark and say something and do something. If you're suspecting it, there's got to be a way to figure Mm -hmm. it out. I mean, it always, it all, they always get caught. I don't know why, but they do.
0: I wish they always get caught. I know it just takes a <laughs> long
2: time. That's the thing. It's, it's such an unimaginable crime. It's so. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, I get. I have three kids, right? I would, I would have to kill a motherfucker. Yeah. I just yeah. would have to. Oh, believe me. And they me, would have. He- I would when they came to visit me in jail and be like, "Hey, here's the deal." <laughs> I had to do it. I know this isn't the ideal situation for any of us, but he, he, he had to die. And that's yeah, what Yeah,
2: unfortunately, and believe me, this has been very close to me. Unfortunately, you calmer heads have to prevail so the parent remains out of jail.
0: That, you sound like Johnny Cochran.
2: <laughs> I know. I like that I calmer, made that into a rhyme. Calmer heads have to prevail. I am so about violent death. Because I don't, <laughs> I'm like so, I even though I'm really squeamish, I can think of the most violent ways to kill people. Like a bit of like because you, when you hear that somebody did that, you just, I can just, and I'm so about it. Because uh, you want them to suffer. Like that person who they molested is going to suffer the rest of their life.
1: Yeah.
2: Cuz it, yeah, it does not matter how much therapy you get. You're still going to be suffering.
1: Yeah, it's like a death. It's like a death but but you're not all dead. Part of you's dead. So what, you got to cauterize the wounds. What do you mean? Well, like like I think it, it it if you've been sexually abused especially as a child, if you've been raped as a child, it really w- weirds out your wiring so certain things feel dangerous and so that part of you is dead like it's a it's so
0: whoever you were going to be Mm -hmm. is never going to be right you you are from that day forward a completely different person
1: i i felt but i have i had to actively change that and really really work on it but it's just something that it it, it it's it's like murder so you're you're dead but you just can cat ca cut that part out that is that your car no.
0: i don't think it's my car is it i've never heard that go off before um i that i guess that makes sense right that you are not i mean it has to change who you are forever
1: it does it it it, it does it's inevitable oh <sighs>
2: Not Good, it's not a good change, so and you realize it, and you try and fix it, and you just ca- can't, so you've
1: got to adapt. <laughs> and you talk about that in your stand up, oh, yeah, yeah. I have, yeah, like a, I got a 20 minute rape chunk.
0: A rape chunk. I don't think I've ever heard those two words together.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like a, like a twenty-minute rape chunk. Um, you know, I'm just. Was that a Ben it and out. Jerry's? <laughs> uh, ew, 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 it has raspberries and parts of a rape kit. Uh, I don't
0: know what I'm gonna get. I might get the rape chunk. It looks good today. <sighs> rape chunk.
1: The rape chunk. Yeah, yeah. I I do a lot of comedy about, it, but because it's funny too. In the new special. Um, not in the new special. Um, in I have uh my album, which is out, which is a music album, right? American Myth. Um, my special will be on Netflix pretty soon. It's called Psycho. Um, but yeah, the hour that I'm working on now, it's a, there's a, it's a lot about sexual abuse, um, a lot about rage.
0: <laughs> but you know what's amazing, right? So the it takes a very there not every comic can take a serious issue and make it funny. Yeah. Do you know, so that is like, there are very few of you that can do
1: that. It's not easy. No, it's not easy, but you have to. You have to because it's like, that's a good way to get people to understand that this is prevalent. This is real. A lot of people have gone through it. Don't feel alone. Yeah. The song, I I have a song called I Want to Kill My Rapist. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's just. That's you know what I want people to do kill the me- murder the memory inside you and this the video is uh, a lot of little kids which is really cute who uh, go kill a rapist I, it's adorable <laughs> and so like it's really it's really No, it's it's really cute it's really really cute and so. You know, you gotta express it, but in comedy, I think it's harder than rock and roll because in rock and roll you can couch it with the chords and the percussion. Yeah, but in comedy, it's just talking about. It. People get very upset, so you 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 walk a fine line there. But I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, but you have to be able to um, look
0: for me. You have to be able to. It's not something that I could talk about because. I haven't experienced it right so there has to be a certain truth behind it Do well you know I mean? yeah You're, I'm just
1: talking about what happened to me but that's
0: what I mean that's yeah. why it's so it's it it's coming from a place of truth and honesty and yeah 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 yeah. it's yeah. like you
1: have to because I mean well I have to it's good because I always if I can get a joke out of it it's fine uh-huh. so that's sort of my healing mechanism for everything in life if I can get a joke out of it I feel <laughs> yeah, really I feel good the same way yeah <laughs> and it's a good so it's like that if it if, if, it, if, it, if it if it's like that if that gets me happiness, then that's that's fine because I'm happy. that's a really beautiful sort of way to live you know it's perfect yeah
0: how often are you getting on stage? you you get on stage in town, do you
1: um almost never I, I go on the road a lot, so I would say about four days a week, three days a week. Do you like going on the road still? Yeah, me too yeah, I do. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I get tired. I get tired, but it's, you know, because I go to Asia and Europe, and and, and it's great, but the, it's a very, very uh, surreal um, experience because I get really jet-lagged and stuff, and then I come back and I'm all messed up. It's a hard kind of thing, but everything is so worthwhile, you know. I love it to, to I will do it uh, until I cannot do it anymore. Have you, is this kind of a, a resurgence for you as far as a stand-up? um well it's the, in, in writing yeah in um the way i think towards it um what do you mean? well like the the way like to uh to really try to push myself and try to remember how much i love it you know that i could do anything mm-hmm. and there's so much to write about too because every what's good about the thing think about like social media is everybody knows everything so everybody knows Everything you're talking about. Yeah. Because everybody's on social media all the time. Mm -hmm. So it it sort of actually makes the conversation much more broad than it did ever, I think. Yeah. So it's very, um, you know, it's like something happens, everybody knows about it.
0: Yeah, it does make it easier to talk about topical things. Right. Because everybody... Like before, you could say something and maybe only a couple people. Right, quarter of the room. But right now, if something happens, everybody knows. Everybody knows, yeah.
1: and that's wonderful. It's
2: gratifying. It's really good to like have something in common with everybody. I love social media. I think it's amazing.
1: amazing. Yeah, you know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I know, but there's so many assholes. Oh, there's total
2: assholes. I just turn them off, block them, ignore them. I'm really <laughs> good at that. Like, you know how I forget stuff? I do the same thing with assholes. I, I love your selective
0: memory. You're it like, is, you know what? Your It goes into your brain, your brain goes, I don't think you're going to want to remember that. Oh, And so then you, your brain goes, spit it out, <laughs> spit it out, and out it goes. Or sometimes it goes
2: like really down low and like some sort of like impact will knock it up. Like, whoa, ah. Yeah, yeah, it
0: goes oh, in and God. your brain's like, no, 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 no. no. That's yeah, not force you, it back down. Yeah, down. Down, 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 yeah. down, yeah.
2: It's very intricate, very intricate, very old school to do it this way. You
0: know, I actually read a, a study that said like, Okay, they did a, a, like, um, a study where they were, had people walking up a dark hill at night, walking up a hill, walking up a hill, and um, people would jump out like this, or jump out like this, or whatever, different, ha, and scare them. And then, so they, after they went up the whole mountain, they would go in and interview them, and they'd say, okay, at that first turn when you get scared, who jumped out at you? And everybody had a different memory. They were all there in the same place, but one person says they swore they saw a knife, There's no knife. Right. So you're they all had different memories because your memory in a traumatic experience, I guess, shapes it however it decides it wants to shape it.
2: Yeah, it that takes away. crazy, it, right? Yeah, really crazy. That's so crazy. And it's maybe too, like because certain memories actually cause a physical reaction. I don't want that physical reaction, that pain or that violence. Like you remember something and it's just like, <gasps> like there's a Fiona Apple song where she says, "And I think of you, and my fingers turn to fists." And that's like, it's like you know, it's like I know that feeling. You're just like you're just you know, grip.
0: Uh, you know, as a as a kid, <laughs> one of my most hated memories when I get bar minced was a really stinky dude named Dennis who used to come over and teach me how to read out of the Torah. Dennis smelled horribly. Oh, Poor Dennis. Dennis. Dennis, not like patchouli horrible, like just body odor. Uh-huh. The worst smell you've ever had in your life. And he also was a hairy dude. Dennis's front. Neck hair connected to the back neck hair. So, oh no. my god! So, so he, so yeah, he, he had an entire like mock turtleneck of hair.
2: Oh!
0: On top of that, he would leave a shirt unbuttoned like down past, past where the pecs are, and he would twirl his chest hair. And when he finally pulled it out, he would sprinkle it on the ground in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Where? What? So, and my mother loved him because she was like, Dennis is so cheap. He was doing this just almost out of the goodness of his heart. I'm like, uh. Did you mention he's playing with his chest hair? I said he's cheap because he smells and he rips his chest hair out and sprinkles it on the floor. I can't believe you're paying him to come to our house to do that shit. And so. When I read out of the Torah, I was terrible because I couldn't learn from Dennis. Right. Because it was I was so dis Gusted. Right, right, totally right. Traumatized. I was trapped. Okay. That was one of my worst childhood memories. Stinky Dennis who ripped his chest hair out. It's and horrible. now you've
1: made it
2: one of mine. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. But just with, like, the white end, oh. like, I think pulling it out. Oh, you know, like like, oh. Did he nibble on it? Did he nibble on it? Did he nibble on it?
0: I wish he had. I wish he had just smelled it once before. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just a quick little. What well, about putting his teeth on Like a toothache?
1: Oh, I <laughs> oh! Or
0: what if he put it on his tongue and it was just like, ah. oh. <laughs> I yeah. So he put on
1: he put it on your Pepsi like anita <laughs> Hill uh. like he, <laughs> That's. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: a good one. All right.
0: Uh yeah, Dennis was not my favorite guy, man. I that. My childhood, I think I had it e- the easiest out of all my brothers because I was the youngest. So, my, uh, my childhood memories are so different than my, like, their memories of childhood. Like, we lived in the same house, but did not have the same childhood.
1: Yeah, that's common, I uh, think. Yeah, very. Because, that's very common. Because
0: I think by the time my parents got to me, they were like, we almost don't care.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, whatever you're going to do, just don't die. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you around the house when you're here.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. so
0: like, mm. my older brother. So he and I have completely different memories of childhood. And he, you know, w- would be like, yeah, my childhood was. Mm. Was he the first pancake? Did he have to break
2: all the rules yeah. so you didn't have to? Everything. Because yeah. that was me. And then my sisters didn't break any rules. So I broke all this ground for nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, I broke rules. That would have been rules for my older brother, but for me, there were no rules. Mm-hmm. So that was like, do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, totally. I'm envious of you. But, <laughs> but I kind of hate you a little bit. But well, you way. were an older brother?
0: I was the oldest brother. Yeah. Of,
1: but did you torture your younger siblings? Apparently, See? in many different ways. Do you Wait. have siblings? I have one brother, yes. He's oh. five years younger. Five years younger? Mm-hmm. And you guys have compl- had completely different. Completely different. Completely I'll different. For him.
0: Uh-huh. Did you torture
2: him?
1: Well, I broke his um, uh, like a army tr- truck that he had made, like a Ravel, you uh, know, like a yeah. army. Tr- I broke it, and so then he shit in my goldfish tank. He really took he it up shit. a couple levels. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? You know what? And then the, the goldfish. Went, I had a joke about it. It was like the goldfish was like on it, like a lumberjack. <laughs> but that he he peed and shit in my goldfish tank. Yeah. And so, that's true. So, we're tight.
0: But you don't but, trust him with your animals. But, you He's know. not babysitting the dog. As
1: you can see, I do not have any fish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that scarred you for life. Yeah. Wait, did you come in and just see fish? Poop, poop you just walked in and you were like <laughs> just, were you like that yeah. looks like shit
1: no it's a it was a floating turd it was a small barrel and uh. it was he was much smaller than me uh. so the barrel of the whole you know yeah, yeah it was you know i don't know like what but the, what uh, 4.5 or whatever <laughs> and um it was tight it was small because he was straining because it wasn't the toilet <laughs> it was weird yeah he was not having a good time easy time of it he just got a little one
0: yeah well can i tell Tell you like it's not easy as a grown up to shit places you know you're not supposed to shit. <laughs> you, because you've trained your mind, right? Not to do right. it, so, right? You know, I worked on a show once where we were gonna try to pee and poop in a diaper, and your mind is like, <laughs> no. I'm not letting you do it. Like you couldn't, I, like you couldn't even break the seal. You're like, uh-huh. and your body's like, "Fuck you! You are a grown-up.
1: <laughs> we don't shit in diapers." Do but, you know what I mean? I mean, actually, what kind of show? Wait a second. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. This is you're for a show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're gonna shit and pe- But then, like, was it timed?
0: Was it? It, it was more just for the staff. Just as a joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we but you just can't though. Yeah, no, you, no. But. I mean we. The, on the same show. There was. In the writer's room. One of the women was like. <laughs> I can tell. All you motherfuckers. Who you are. By what your shit looks like. And we were like. What? <laughs> goes, if we come back from lunch. And she goes. I will bet you a hundred dollars. We come back from lunch whenever over the day you guys take the Polaroid in whenever you have to go poop, you take a picture at the end of the day. I'll match your shit to the person wow, and I was like whisper i i yeah, see <laughs> i s I said first of all, this is the most random thing anyone's ever said to me. second of all, w- why do you feel like you have such a specific <laughs> skill yeah,
1: that's <laughs> a very specific
0: skill. She was like, I could just tell. Oh my god! So, we did it after wow. lunch. She did not win her hundred dollars. It was and it was the most bizarre thing. Why brag then? She I was.
2: Mean, right. And also, why put was, yourself through that? Yeah, I think that was really weird. She had some weird attention needs. I it, don't even think that's a thing. It
0: was funny. That I'm
1: sure that. it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was and funny. And not disputing it. Yeah, That's that. That's hilarious. That was I funny. I no, want to see it, everybody's poo. No. I want like but, specific
2: yeah. people. Like, you know, if you know somebody, then you just sketch their Yeah you know like like you know when we lived in San Francisco and you're like I like we'd be in the bathroom and discussing it not the same bathroom we were on the phone yeah okay. Just be like, okay it looks like a Tootsie Roll because <laughs> uh, yeah. pinched off at the end really? but then like fluffs at the end
1: I would have you, have you a- guys used to talk on the phone oh, about yeah. each other's poop yeah and mine would be like an ombre because like I <laughs> oh. would have like a lot of wine but then have a salad so it was like different colors but it would like slowly the, the gradual well, it would graduate. It was <laughs> ombre. I I have to pee actually.
0: <laughs> oh my! Well, see if we had a diaper. <laughs> I could
2: pee right here. Uh, exactly, yeah, we I wouldn't did. have to walk away.
0: No, you did, it. you did it. No, I didn't do it. It was too hard. It was too hard. I didn't want to break the seal. I didn't want to like tell my body it's okay
2: i would never do it i would never be able to do it i'm really i'm very uptight with my body so that i'd be like no i'm not going to do this that's disgusting i would just be judgmental and walk away
0: you know we were just we were trying to settle some bets and it just could never happen
2: yeah i've worked in some offices where it got downright inappropriate but the writer's
0: room is the most inappropriate place you'll ever step foot in yeah nothing's Mm -hmm. off limits
2: yeah, I know. And I like to pretend like, oh, I'm very uptight and everything's off limits. And then I say some of the most disgusting things. I'm like, who am I? Like, who am I? I? I think I'm really from a good family. And-
0: oh, but you know what? That is what truly makes you a good person.
2: Or it makes you a comic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I feel like here's what I here's, And I've said this a zillion times. But when you say something, a borderline, it's all intent, right? For, so for for me as a comic, I'm like, is it funny? Because I know where it comes from. It's not coming from a de a dark place. It's not coming from an angry place. But. You know, sometimes it's fun to push the envelope a little. Oh,
2: I love pushing. Like, I think I got used to pushing the envelope because automatically as gay, you're pushing the envelope. But then I'm like, well, as long as I've got carte blanche, (laughs) you know, as long as I'm going to really, you know. And even I've said some things I am like, oh, geez, you know, but I think I think I'm influenced by the uh, people whose presence I'm in. So uh, I like to I like to be naughty, you know. And I've got the thoughts, so I might as well share them.
0: Where's your favorite stage?
2: San Francisco's punchline. I think I gotta say I've just I've always loved, 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 loved. I mean, I love the improv down here. Sorry, honey, um, but I just love that stage. <clears throat> There's something about it that just that, blows my mind.
0: The one downtown, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, used to, there was a great one called Cobbs. I liked it because it was like...
0: Yeah, that's where I... I love Cobbs.
2: Yeah, but the were you at the old Cobbs on the Wharf? No. Okay, it's a, like... It was on the Wharf. It was very comedy club, kind of small, really simple. I don't know why. I really loved it. It had the worst backdrop.
0: Did you ever... You must have then, if you lived in San Francisco, did you ever play that place in Santa Cruz, The Crow's Nest? Oh, Yes.
2: Okay, I played the
0: Crow's Nest one time. Um, I
2: played it a lot. I I, love the Crow's Nest. I loved that place. Yeah, John Fox booked it. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, oh John. Oh yes, John Fox (laughs) booked. I can't tell the story. I'll tell you later. (laughs) The black Mustang, right? The black
2: Mustang. He's off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs)
1: Because I played was the not the Bears, The the Graduate in Davis. That was another that was another fox gig. is, is the, Anne, Did Ann Fox die?
0: And you're talking about Ann Fox? Mm-hmm. John's wife. Oh, I I didn't know there was an Ann Fox.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. She um they ran the the uh, comedy fest, the no, the oh, comedy uh, competition.
0: Yeah, and he booked the comedy underground. Yeah. By the way, that old comedy underground, that to me was my favorite stage of all time. Oh, that's great. The old one in the basement at Swanee's.
1: Yeah, yeah. oh, oh so, to me that's f- cool. I love
0: that like the kind of bus stop feel. Yeah. Like the downtown yeah. Zanies. Yeah, it's cool. Just where it's just like sweaty and dark and yeah. dirty. It's a comedy
2: club. Yeah. It's an original comedy club. It's not, comedy clubs are so not fancy. Or they weren't back, back when we started, right, Margaret? <laughs> my
1: favorite comedy club ever, my favorite stage ever, ever in the world is, uh, uh, there's two. There's Teatro Sandro in Stockholm, which is, 300 years old, and it's like pheno- it's just phenomenal, right. It's just phenomenal. The other one, the Holy City Zoo. Oh, I love Where the Holy that?
2: City Zoo. I don't, it was in San Francisco, it was in the Richmond on Clement. It was literally, it could maybe hold 30 people, and it was legendary uh, because cool. Robin used to play there a lot every
1: day. Like, yeah. he would come, like, every day. Like he came, like, he, uh, were there were shows every night, yeah. There were shows there every night, and comedy.
2: After their, like, regular sets. Like, you'd go from the Punchline to the Holy City Zoo. It would be open until 4 o'clock in the morning. And drinks. I believe there was a lot of drinking. And we closed it down. You, me, and Greg Barrett. Yeah. Greg did Barrett? the last weekend yeah. there, yes.
0: Wait, when, did it, when and why
2: did it close? Mid-90s. Because life sucks. That's when it closed. Because life really sucks, yeah. I don't know. But it, was, it closed kind of early. Like, Josie's outlasted it.
1: Uh... But, yeah, like, it was... Um... Yeah. It was like one of those it was really. Like, I fucked some guy on the stage. Wait, during a show? Was that me? <laughs> was that me? <laughs> See, she's got it too. <laughs> No, that was me. Oh. No, no. <sighs> anyway, uh it was like that kind of it was like neighborhoody. I lived across the street. Um Robin did guess at there all the time. Everybody did guess there. everybody. But it's it's sort of like um the staff became robin's staff so becky and um the, the bartender and the uh, um other guy that worked there they uh went off to be robin robin's assistant she she actually found him actually it was mm. all very 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 terrible but so robin was this is the the universe um, that we're in but that, that, whole, the Holy season you would see Greg Proops every day. But all the comics would come back like, like every. All the big
2: kids would come back from their huge gigs and then do like really new, funny stuff. And there was like no room in there and it was great. It was really
0: fun. Do you think, like, I feel like now, like when I look around and, or see, uh, look at the calendars or who's coming to the clubs or there is such a, a depth and dearth of amazing comics right now. Right, like right now, there's so many. I look at the lineups that some of these uh, clubs were playing. I'm like, oh, these are just killer after killer after killer. You go to, you look at the lineups. Have you seen the lineups for the Comedy Store? It's oh yeah, like they're good. They have good. Shows insane, there. insane, insane. And insane. are
2: people showing up and watching them every night? Because I like see Bobby out. Lee is there it's like out so, out so the com- often.
1: The Chappelle's so there plenty. all
0: the time. That's I good.
1: I love my baby baby Chappelle. I love David Chappelle.
0: Oh, the he's there down there all the time. Yeah, I
1: love him. So funny. He's the best. Yeah,
0: yeah. He didn't he did he start in San Francisco?
1: Um, he was around. Um, he was always around, but he and I met in LA. But he is so funny and he's just like a brilliant 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 comedian who
0: were the people like when you were coming up you were like oh i'm gonna be like i want to be like that or i we that you were watching i
1: think paula poundstone i mean just the ability yeah it's it's it she's like what i don't even know like i i can't figure out how she thinks like she's a genius she's so funny um, I wanted to be like Joan Rivers. Uh, I wanted to be like um Carol Montgomery, Felicia Michaels. Yeah. I love Felicia. Yeah. Felicia is so sweet. She's so pretty. Yeah. She's so good. She's in Playboy. What? Did you ever see that? No. They did a women in comedy issue of Playboy. Who so was in it? It was Felicia. It was Rhonda Shear. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, God. How was, long ago? Ah, 91.
0: 91 you're you telling me that Paula Poundstone wasn't in there
1: no Paula Poundstone was and I wasn't in there um so nobody on that the earlier Mount Rushmore was on there no 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 <laughs> I did a uh yeah I I did a kind of a sexy shoot for a magazine called Ajam which was for white guys who like Asian women yeah. so <laughs> very very Jewish a lot, lot of Jewish readership yeah very very large Jewish businessmen <laughs> 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 but uh so I did an erotic shoot there. um I, Yeah, this is only actually like so, like sex shoot. I've done. I've done tons of nudes, but that was sort of the sex. You've done it. tons
0: of nudes f- just on your own.
1: No, no, no for for art's sake, for yeah. different kinds of projects like videos, and for the sake of art. But it's not sexual. It's not sexualized. Right. You know, I'm not a, like a, a, exactly like it's all sort of. Um, experimental or whatever, but I never, I never did anything sort of like absolutely like sexy other than a
0: jam. A is hilarious, but you know, I, I've I had a conversation with a buddy of mine about like why if all nudes were sexual, and he was like, they're all if the girl's naked, it's sexual. I go, no, dude. No. I said, I said, you know, another. I said, let me give you an example of something. I said something that you have seen. And could understand. I go. You remember when Jenny McCarthy would pose naked in Playboy, but she had her eyes crossed and her, and tongue stuck out. And he was like, Yeah. I go. You tell me you jerking off to that picture. And he goes, No. And I go, Right. Because she didn't let you. No, no. She was like, You're gonna jerk off to me. Try it. Yeah. Uh, try right. And she would make it so it was like. <laughs> Almost, it wasn't sexual. It, it was, was just funny. stupid. Yeah, it was just. Right? Uh, it was it,
1: funny. Like it just, like you just felt stupid. There jer- was no way
0: it. you could have jerked off. To yeah. yeah, no yeah. way. And that was like. That's why I was like. That's why it's not a sexualized <laughs> piece. No, at no. all.
1: Yeah. No. No. right. Exactly. But uh, the 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 Playboy spread. Remember when all those female comics were in Playboy? Uh, yeah. Who was in it? Well, Rhonda Sheer. Who else was in it?
2: I don't know because I it away because a boyfriend of mine found it and was uh, questioning my uh, sexuality. Really? Yeah. I'll it was hot, though. He she looked co- the best. She, she
1: all. She still looks the best. She's yeah, beautiful.
2: Yeah, it's weird. She hasn't aged. It's real death becomes her. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going Good on. Good reference. I enjoy so, that reference. But no, seriously, she has not aged. I saw her, and I was, like, staring up at
1: her. And she's a sweet, I love, and she's she's the I love her. And love And I, she's I'm really influenced. Funny. I'm yeah. really influenced by her.
0: Really? I, and who would you say influenced you as a comedy?
2: Really? I didn't know comedy before I started doing comedy. I'd kn- I heard about it, and I knew who Joan Rivers was. And Johnny Carson. That was all I knew about comedy, was Joan Rivers and Johnny Carson. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I love I love Bill Hicks, and I love Richard Pryor, and I love... But, yeah, Felicia was just, like, so dirty. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, Deeply. my... And Carol Montgomery. they're just, I'm like, oh, my God. I
0: remember... You know, blonde woman, Carol Montgomery.
1: Yeah, she's blonde. She, yeah. yeah, she she was a strawberry blonde. Yeah. Yeah,
0: she's great. You know, for me, I remember the the first comic that made me go, What? It was Kennison.
1: Oh, I love Sam Kennison.
0: That was the first comic for me that was like, What the fuck?
1: Yeah, he's great.
0: I, I, I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast, but the third time I was ever on stage, I opened up for him. Oh, wow. Because Carla Bo's father, Pat, died.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: On
0: their way to San Antonio and I had just won a comedy competition the night before they were flying mm-hmm. in. And they said, Just send the guy who won the comedy competition.
2: Yeah.
0: My third time on stage in front of his crowd. And, you know, and the guy was like, his brother was the manager. He was like, just do thirty and I was like, <laughs> Whoa. No! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And so, um, I also you know, I, I wasn't too sure of who I was, not only yeah. on stage, but in life. So yeah. I was wearing um like businessman black patent shoes Uh but like an acid wash jean with a um with a light blue oxford button-down shirt tucked into those
1: jeans Uh yeah 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 wait
0: i'm not done uh with a motorcycle black leather jacket Uh let me add one more and a ponytail
3: Uh
0: (laughs) Uh oh yeah wow you are welcome now i'm going to tell you what i wore the first time i was ever on stage this
2: is the third time and you're already opening for Guinness yeah. and wearing that i don't yeah. know which is more the like
0: first time i was ever on stage i was i was in high school and i was wearing um it was a similar acid wash but with them tucked into the because i grew up in western mass so they were tucked into my big high tops that i hadn't tied mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was wearing um a baseball hat i had a, th- a thick uh silver chain not <laughs> not the chain that links but like the thick you know like the matted like yeah the, yeah. Like, yep. yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. um a mullet and i was wearing a mesh white shirt with nothing underneath oh it. my
1: god
0: <laughs> so two out of three of my first stage outfits i don't think i wow. nailed. wow i don't think i nailed it all
1: wow oh i want to see that is so good it
0: like is the mesh shirt with the thick silver chain is really i love that and you
2: had the confidence and the absolute lack of self-awareness to wear this maybe 15 wow and to show your body off like that Uh, i still
0: don't and i have a good body (laughs) i don't um, nudity is not one of my hang-ups it never has been that's never been my like because i don't know what the big deal is you're born with what you got i'm born with what i got and I don't know, there's not a lot you can do about that, so who cares? I am
2: so hung up. I am, like, the most hung up gay guy in the world. There's no shirtless pictures of me on any kind of media. Yeah, well,
1: that's better. Like, I know. I don't know, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm just so old, I don't care. I just don't want to <laughs>
2: I didn't mean to turn you on. <laughs> that's what I'd put on it. Hashtag,
0: I didn't mean to turn you on, like, sure <laughs> <Mother laughs> <Palmer>. out. <laughs> Uh, all right tell me did you wanna, do you want to do you want to plug something do you want to tell these people to get an album
1: Oh my album American Myth is out it's you can get it on my website it's like margaretshow.com but it's uh, pay what you want you know like a dollar I, I mean, it's like I'm not I'm not really making money off it I'm just there so I want my my, my music to be out it's beautiful you know, and it's really, I think it really heals, and it's fun, and I don't really do, like, I do a couple songs and shows, but not really, like, I i haven't sort of figured out that, like, am I going to tour as a musician? I don't know. I can't imagine it. Yeah. Here's some comic.
0: But you could so. open for yourself.
1: Maybe. <laughs> That's possible. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right? All right.
0: There you I'll go. will look into that. Yeah, well, you're going to have to have your people call yourself. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just gonna laughs> jerk off. Yeah. I'm gonna you have to negotiate whether you wanna pay yourself. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have anything you would like to plug? You know, I don't know when this
2: is going to be on, but just... It's uh,
0: going to be on Wednesday. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah, I'm doing a big benefit for an orphanage in Africa called Cars and Cocktails.
0: So you think some of the people who are listening are going to go? If they've got lots of money and they like cars. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Probably not, but I love saying
2: Cars and Cocktails. It's hot.
0: When are you doing that? That's amazing. On
2: Saturday. It's a big event, and it's a...
0: Saturday, when do you fly?
2: When do I It's here in Los Angeles It's the oh. best thing I'm so, I am love to never leave Los Angeles That's I'm such a good. baby Yeah yeah pretty good So it's right here It's cars Hello um,
0: <sighs> All right And do you want to Do you have any social media That they, you'd like them to
2: Yes Follow me on uh, f- Friend me on Facebook I'm really nice Scott Silverman Or I have a fan page And a YouTube page also Scott Go to the YouTube page Lots of fun stuff On the YouTube page
0: There you go
1: People should chat I'm on Twitter We are on Twitter all the time yeah. At Margaret Cho I'm just it's like the one I use the most it's but you a, know
0: gr- if you're not following it's a really great follow for a lot of <laughs> for a lot of reasons cuz it mixes with funny with real and you important stuff on, yeah, yeah it's Thank good you. stuff good stuff oh, I'm Scott
2: D Silverman on Twitter if you want to follow me
0: and everybody the first live podcast with a live audience remember of this show is in Nashville on May 21st at the Wild West Comedy Festival so tell your friends yeah. And that's it everybody. I had a really good time. Thank you for having that me. So much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Know. Oh. Excuse me. Puppy. Oh.